I honestly feel like, oh, if you're going to retire, please don't be unhappy about it. Like, honestly, find something that helps you, but helps other people because everybody wins. Retirement. That's what we're all aiming at, right? But exactly what does that mean? It conjures up visions of endless days of golf, drinks with little umbrellas in them on a tropical beach, feet up, reading a book. Is that what it's all about? I don't think so. Life would get pretty dull after a while without anything meaningful to do, don't you think? I'm Jackie Doucette, and I'm on a mission to discover exactly what life is like beyond retirement. Join me while I chat with people who've already done it, who've retired to something rather than from something. Let's find out together exactly what's waiting for us when we say goodbye to that nine to five. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Retirement. I'm really excited today because I've got Nellia Hutt joining me. Nellie is an upcoming author. She's a host of a podcast called Giving Starts With You, and she's a philanthropist. You might also know her as the girl who started the Ukulele Project and the founder of Travel, Live, Give. And I'm not going to say too much more about her right now because I think she's got a whole lot of uh, really exciting things to talk about in terms of uh, what we can do as we go beyond retirement. So Nelia, thanks for joining me. Hi, Jackie. I am so honored to be on your show. Thank you so much for uh, for having me on. It's yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to get started. Thank you. <laughs> well, you're welcome. I'm really happy you're here. So Tell me a little bit about you and, and what got you started with Travel, Live, Give. Okay, so I'm 48. I'm also Canadian. Um, I started Travel, Live, Give. It started off as a blog. I started it um, 2019 um, as a new beginning to prepare for retirement myself. Even though I'm only 48, I am looking to perhaps in five years take a little bit of a break once my husband um, retires. And um, I thought the blog would be a good way to start to get my message out. So that's how that started. Um, and travel, live and give being the three things that I, um, sort of like my mission statement. So the three things that I really want my life to be about. So it must have come from somewhere. Um... There's yes. something something that brought that out in you. What what's the background behind that being your mission? Yeah. So um, growing up, I never really felt that I belonged anywhere. I came from a very uh, loving family, um, but I always felt a little bit different. So didn't know what was really going on um, when I was 33. My dad um, was diagnosed with uh, a rare form of liver cancer. So it was the first time we had ever as a family been um, having to deal with something like that. And as so there's me and my brother. And as the oldest, um, I kind of took it upon myself to do all the things. So I, I gave a lot and I became really burnt out. Um, I was also four months pregnant after trying to have a child for 10 years. Wow. So and I had just lost one. Yeah, so I just had a miscarriage, then I found out my dad was sick, and then the one time I didn't think, I was even seeing my husband, never mind, let alone having a baby, <laughs> like, honestly, and here it is, it's in my face, and now I know uh, my son saved my life. 
Wow. So, yeah. So my son, um, so I was four months pregnant with him and my father died at Christmas. So Christmas is very hard for me. Um, they were, I come from an immigrant family and they didn't really read English or, or, um, speak English. So I had to do all the things, even as a child, I had to be like kind of the grown up a little bit in the family. And so that's what I did. I took on all the things. So I put on this like business hat when he died and I was like, okay, we need to do this. We need to do the corner. We need to do all these things and forgot about taking, taking care of myself. My son was born and something I wanted for so long, I felt very disconnected with. I did not find it was the right time. I wasn't I wasn't really there. Um, it took me 10 years to begin grieving what happened with my dad mm-hmm. and taking care of him. So for 10 years, I went on with my life as if nothing had happened. Um, the year he died, though, really showed me how short life is. So my dad was 59. We He was a healthy person. Um, people say that life is short, but you don't really pay attention until something happens. So that day um, changed the way I thought, what I wanted in my life, what was important, what I wasn't going to argue with about anymore, what I I wasn't going to waste time doing anymore. And although I was kind of frozen for 10 years, um, once I started to heal a little bit, I said, it's time for me to change the rest of my life. So that's, yeah, so that's what happened. I was diagnosed with PTSD, anxiety, panic disorder, and depression. Um, And then I figured out, okay, so this is what was so different about me growing up. I didn't actually know until I was an adult. And so, yeah, my life fell apart a little bit. Um, And I do honestly think that my son and and all that saved saved my life. Um, A podcast changed me one day, uh, three years ago. Um, I always felt very alone, even though I was surrounded by a lot of people. And the podcast, something somebody said that made me feel like I wasn't alone. There's a lot of people like me looking for the answers, looking for for something out there to make our life, you know, more than just work. (laughs) Right. So even though I'm not retired, from what I've learned, I know what I want my second half of my life to be like. So I started my online business and my podcast so that I could spread the message that we do have to take care of ourselves because we do not, uh, we're not taught to take care of ourselves. We're only taught to take care of everybody else. And then you burn out, right? Yep. So here we are, you know, we're all working nine to five, some people longer, some people not longer. Um, Some people work part-time, but if you're one of the lucky people, then you love what you do there's not a lot of people who love what they do. Like just from my experience (laughs) and my circle. And I just, you know, the reality is that most of us are doing it so we can make a living and not a life. And, you know, working in in the medical field right now, I come across a lot of people in in their 60s, uh, 50s that are thinking of retiring. And they're worried because they think they're going to be bored. Yep. They think, oh my God, what am I going to do? You know, this is my identity. My job is my identity. What am I going to do? And you don't have to, it's not just for when you retire, but I really feel that 
retirement offers time that we don't always have. So as adults, it's, it was always weird to me that we had to take orders from other adults. So bosses, you know, it's like, I'm an adult. I don't want to take <laughs> orders, from, but we have to, right? Like that's the whole name of the game. But whether we have, whether you retire with money or whether you retire with no savings, you know, the important thing is that you retire with your health, if you can. This is the time to take control. So we no longer have somebody telling us what time we need to get up, what time we need to go to bed. We no longer have somebody who, who controls uh, how much money we make, what we do with our time, right? So much can be done um, in that nine to five job. So my message to everybody is that um, the one thing that I learned, two things helped me in, in my crisis over my dad. Um, one was music because music is very healing to me, no matter what language it is, we all play music here in our house. And the other thing is giving um, to other people. So I found that even when I felt unhappy and depressed and all these things, and I felt like, you know, everything was just too much. If I did an act of kindness or I started helping somebody else, I started to not only help them, but I felt better about myself. I felt better about who I was. I started to love myself better. It was a little bit actually selfish for me to do it because I felt, you know, I found that I was getting some more than I was giving. So it was quite interesting, you know, Jackie, because honestly, like my son is 14, but he started um, a nonprofit at six years old. He started feeding a homeless here where, where I live. And he's the one who taught me over the years. So we do this once a year and through him, I've been able to learn this. And I think it's important um, when you do have the time and you're getting ready for retirement, there are so much that you can give people. You can give your time, which time is not measured. Like you cannot measure time, you know, like what better way and what more fulfilling way than to spend your time helping other people. You don't need to have money. You can do fundraising. You don't have to even do fundraising. You can find something that doesn't cost anything. Some of the best things are free. You know, I always say love and kindness is free. When we give, um, when we give food to the homeless, they thank us for the food, but it's not the food. It's the conversation and they don't pay for that. Yep. You know, walk toward things instead of walking around them. So I just find it so healing. So if you're out there and you're listening and you do struggle, maybe like I do with certain, you know, worries and anxiety and all the, and depression and all these things, and not just for those people, but especially for those people, I think. Um, a really good way to heal is honestly to take that extra time that you're faced with and find your passion, find out what it is that you loved when you were a kid and then you became an adult. And when you became an adult, it's like, oh, all these responsibilities, you just forget what it is that you like to do. Could be the simplest things. Like when kids play, they don't have to think about it. They just do the things they love to do. Yep. So I know, <laughs> I know some people are worried that, you know, what am I going to do with my time? Am I going to like sleep it away? Am I going to sit and watch TV? And that's okay to do that at the beginning, you know, but don't stay there. You know, there are so many people that need you, honestly. And if I know for me, if I could spend those years 
feeling so good about how I'm spending my time. See, for example, so we went to Guatemala in February, just before COVID hit. And I have never done a mission trip before. And I do not have extra money lying around. And I do not, you know, but I've always had this thing to give. So we created this project. It's called the Ukulele Project. And so we took the music and got donations. And uh, we paid our own airfare, but we got donations and stuff. And we... um, we bought ukuleles, we bought tuners, we bought picks and all the things that go along with it. And we flew there and I was terrified. Nothing to be afraid <laughs> of. It's one of the safest places in the world. Um, we went to three different preschools and we combined our passion, which was music. It could have been anything. You could substitute it with anything. Just figure out what it is for you and create a change. So from that has come so many wonderful relationships some joint ventures that I'm involved with now over there. And honestly, I have never felt happier. So you know how you take a picture and somebody takes a picture of you and you're like, oh my God, I hate that picture. <laughs> yes. Like, do you ever have <laughs> everything? Oh, like, <laughs> you know, I was the same way. And then we were there and we were playing for these four-year-old kids and we were just like, you know, it was only music. I wasn't saving the world. I wasn't like, you know, helping them heal all their medical stuff. I wasn't even affording to give them food, nothing like that. But I made these kids forget in those couple hours I was with them that they were hungry. I made them forget that they were tired because they're sleeping on the floor, you know? And somebody pointed that out to me because I'm like, oh, it's nothing. We're just going, we're, we're sharing some music, you know? But they're like, maybe they haven't laughed. Like, it's so good for your mental health. <laughs> and I just feel like, Someone took a picture of me in that moment, and it's my favorite picture. I look horrible in the picture. I have like my hair in this weird braid thing that they do down there, and I got sweaty, and I've got this horrible yellow color on. And but that is the favorite picture that I, I have ever had. And I looked at that picture when I came back, and I was like, I don't remember anybody taking it. And I said, That's how I want to feel the rest of my life, was how I felt in that picture. And honestly, I'm getting emotional now because I loved that that trip gave more to me than anything. And honestly, you know, people think they have to belong to a religious group. Like I'm Christian, but I don't belong to a religious group. People think you have to have money. I don't have money. People think you have to, you know, think for a year, like create, you know, this plan for a year and that it's so difficult to do. No, you don't have, you know, just create it yourself. Like some of these volunteer places, they're expensive. I'm not going to kid you. Like you want to join a volunteer group. It can cost you like two, $3,000 for like a week. So just create your own thing. You'll be bringing part of yourself. You cannot imagine how good you're going to feel, you know? And I just think, sorry, I keep talking and talk. Once I get started, I'm so sorry, <laughs> but I honestly, fine, <laughs> I honestly feel like, Oh, if you're going to retire, please don't be unhappy about it. Like, honestly, find something that helps you, but helps other people because everybody wins. And it's just, it's honestly, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And I think we deserve that after all these years of just grinding away. And yeah, I think you're right. And I, I don't think it has to be something big and fancy like you're saying it, it it can be anything at all and it doesn't have to be guatemala it can be around the no. corner in your in your community it can be anywhere Absolutely. you can go and you know read to seniors 
seniors yes. more senior than you. <laughs> you could teach people how to read. There's so many yeah. illiterate people in our community even now today, yeah. you know, and just learn to do that. But if you do like travel, I do recommend oh, yes. like <laughs> you can do it at home, but I think you really if you want to connect all the things that you really love, like you can stay cheaply somewhere like, like in Guatemala, like that was oh, just an example. Yeah. How did you decide on Guatemala? That's it. I'll tell you why. Um, so I've been wanting to do this for a long time. And honestly, fear stopped me. I was like, oh my God, I don't know the language. You know, I, there was always something. It's never the right time. You know what I mean? It's never the right time for anything, right? Until you just do it. Um, so I work for a physician. Um, the physician has been going there since she was a teenager. Wow. And uh, yeah, and the first day I met her uh, as my boss, the very first day I'm like, so-and-so, you know, meet each other. And and uh, she was like, oh, you know what? I've My plans have changed. I'm going to start two weeks later because I'm going to go, I have a trip that I'm going to go on. I'm like, okay. So I'm like, can I ask where you're going? Like, you know, just first conversation. She's like, yeah, we, you know, I'm going to Guatemala. I'm like, can I come? That was it. And she didn't even remember my name. She's like, uh, yeah, do you want to know what I'm doing there or anything? I'm like, nope. I'm like, you've been there before? I said, I said, what do you do when you go? And she says, well, we do mission trips. And I said, okay. I said, all right. I said, well, let me think about what I would go and do there. And I said, I don't want to, you know, be in, po- in, in position on your family or anything. Right. She goes, no, absolutely. We can talk about it. Anyways, the next day I decided, I said, what can I do? So I'm like, I can't help with medical things. You know, I'm not a physician. I'm a secretary. I can't help with, you know, saving the world and giving them my millions that I don't have. Like, there's a lot of things I can't do, you know, but I'm like, what can I do? And then I'm thinking, well, what made, how does a person living in a third world country feel? I don't know. How do I think they feel? Well, maybe they need a little bit of a boost, you know, maybe they need a little bit of happiness. I don't know, a distraction, something. You know, I, I'm not going to pretend to know what it feels like to live in a place like that. Like, I have no idea. But you got to think, um, and I sorry, saw, I'm going to interrupt just for a sec. Yeah, you think, yeah. You got to think, though, that those people living in the third world country, they don't know anything else either. So maybe they're exactly. happy already. You, you just kind of. Yes. And they are, you know, when I went there, that's the one thing I realized. I didn't see one person frowning. Yeah. And they, they don't have anything. And I didn't see anybody frowning. I didn't see any arguments. I asked a few of the teachers about bullying doesn't exist no um and you know they're so you know electronics they don't exist they are so they work work the land and they're so in tight with their families it's like all the stuff that we've gone away from you know yep but i thought i don't know i just i want to share some happiness with them and i yeah. think i needed it i think i needed it too like i said i i do it um because it heals me so I'm giving myself finally a gift as well. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to figure out how I could have connected. So it could be anything. Um, I mean, there's women there who, who do weaving. So if you like doing quilts or weaving or anything like that, and they're looking for, they don't want handouts. They want people to come from the States and Canada and go to these places and teach them a skill, you know? So hmm. if you love to do quilting and you just, don't want to sit at home and watch TV and do it by yourself. And maybe you don't have a community nearby or something. Maybe you like to teach, maybe put those two things together and, and, you know, start a quilting, even an online during COVID, 
you know, just do it that way, get somebody to help. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I just, it's something about leaving the country and going somewhere else for me that made it um, that much more special. I think like we help here in our community as well. And it's great. I mean, the feeling is the same. Don't get me wrong, but it's something about if you don't have to work <laughs> nine to five and you don't have to feel like you got to stay home and you can go somewhere. Um, there's so many places to go and so many beautiful people that are going to welcome you, you know, and it's not scary. Um, in some of these places, it's, it's really, really safe. So I just want to see people try new things, you know, it's just, I don't know. And that's, I mean, that's the whole point of this show is to give people the uh, suggestion, I guess, that they're not retiring from something. They should be thinking about retiring to something. And if they're going to retire, I to love something, that. It should be something that, you know, that they're enjoying, because as you said, they've just spent probably 30 years doing something that, you know, maybe <laughs> wasn't their favorite thing, but it was bringing in the money, mm. maybe. <laughs> Exactly. So now it's time to do something that that makes your heart sing a little bit that makes you know lighten brightens you up and brightens yeah. up somebody else too. Yeah, and you know there's so I was reading something the other day it says the happier you are and the more connected you are with like living the life you want the longer you'll live. Yep. Yeah, I believe that. So there is really no con to it, you know. And if you don't have the money you can you know, recruit people. Like, I'm sure there are a lot of people, there's so many ways these days, even with the computer to, to come up with um, fundraising and it doesn't cost as much as you think it does. No. You know, and it's just, it's a new, I think a new way for us to give to ourselves, um, which I think we, we don't do enough of and you can't give from an empty cup. Right. So that's what we talk that's about it. a lot on my show. Yeah. Um, and burnout is tough. Because it affects your health, it affects your mental health, it affects so many things. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you'd be surprised at how much longer these people live in these other countries. I don't know. It's just, it fascinates me, honestly. Yeah. It's the idea of being happy with what you have instead of wanting something else. It, it changes the way that you think about things, I think. Yeah, and it's true. And besides family and health, for me, the most... I think valuable thing in life is just time because we only have so much of it. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know, it's exciting. Like when I think of retiring, I think of, okay, I need to make this work. You know, <laughs> even before I officially retire, I need to take a break, do all the things that I really have forgotten about since I became an adult and had all these, you know, have to go to work, pay bills, yeah. have a family. No fun you know, anymore. Life is, no. And life is supposed <laughs> to be so much more than that, you know? Yep. It's almost it. like we work to make money, but then money, like it divides us more than anything because it puts us in different classes. It puts us in different, yeah. you know, things and it's horrible. And I think we all need an equalizer, you know, and I don't know, some of the richest people I've ever met have nothing. Like what we consider nothing when it comes to yeah. a value of, of monetary value. Right. Yeah. Um, but and they, they have so much. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't, you know, we, we came back and two days later, the, the planes shut down and I oh. was really upset. Yeah. I was like, I wish I had gotten stuck there. I honestly <laughs> do. And because I went with my boss, <laughs> I had said to her a few days before, I said, 
um, you know, she goes, I know what you're going to say. And I'm like, what am I going to say? And she goes, you, you want to stay here, don't you? And I'm like, absolutely. And she goes, you can't, <laughs> you got to come back. <laughs> and I was, oh, I was so just ready. say, sorry, I quit. <laughs> I'm not going back. Yeah. And it wasn't that the place was beautiful because it was, it wasn't that the people were beautiful because they were, it wasn't because, you know, it was just because it felt good. Like what I was doing felt good. And I had missed that feeling of, you know, you get up autopilot, right? I don't know, Jackie, I'm just, <laughs> we, we wait, you know, we wait for the day that we're going to get that job. We wait for the day that we're going to retire. We wait for the day, yep. all these things. And then we get there and we don't know what to do. Yep. You know, I hear people going back to work because they're just miserable and they don't know what, what to do. So easy to get stuck in that for anybody. Like, you know, my dad became disabled um, a few years before he died um, from work. He got hurt on the job. And although he wasn't retired, he was home. He lost his schedule. He became depressed. He just didn't have a didn't have a goal. It was like one day was a, it was just like being at work again. Because one day ran into the next day, ran into the next day. Yeah, I think it's it's really important. It doesn't matter where you where you are in your journey. You've got to have a a schedule of some sort, even if that schedule is I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna figure out what I'm doing till I get up. That's fine as long as you, your feet hit the floor and you say, okay, today I'm gonna do this. You've got to you know you've got to do something, especially if you can, because there's so many people working with. Um, in the medical office where I work, there are so many people that don't have that choice. You know, there's so many people who are not healthy enough to do some of those things. Yeah. And uh, we really need to, you know, celebrate that we can do it if you can. And if you can't, there's still ways you can give, you know, there's, there's so many things like you can even, if you like to read, you can just to give you an example. Um, they need so many people to um, for Braille books, yeah. For people who, yeah, have some trouble, um, visually impaired, they need people to, so what you would do, because I've done this before, is you just connect um, with the company that's doing it in your area, and they get you to edit a certain way online, and then they change it into Braille. So if that's what you love to do, and you want to do that for a couple hours a day, then, you know, it's so hard. Not a lot of people are doing that. So the, the amount of books is very, very limited. So there's so many things that you can do in your community as well. You know, wow. just figure out, I think the one thing is you got to figure out what you enjoy because you don't want to pick something you don't like to do because it's like work again. So tell me a little bit about the book that you've got coming. You've got, you're, you're writing a book. Yeah. So I'm writing a, a memoir about um, a relationship about me and my dad. Um, so half of the book talks about uh, what I went through and what not to do. Don't suppress your feelings, people. Um, sometimes we do it as a protection because we don't want to think about things and it's a very bad idea. So it tells the story of that. And the second half is all about things that I have learned through that process and how I want to live my life differently and some suggestions of, of ideas um, things like that, that people can, so when they read the book that they can say, Hey, you know, I don't have to live like I'm on autopilot. Hopefully it will just get people thinking about living um, the life that they want to live, not what people tell them they should live, you know? So I have that coming out, uh, hopefully by February or March of 2021. And um, I just created an ebook. It's, it's sort of like a workbook. It's got some questions to get you thinking about what are all the things that 
um, you used to like to do, even if you don't remember them. So there's some prompts to help you remember all the things that you enjoy that maybe you haven't done in years. Um, so this will be like to light your fire a little bit, reignite some things. Um, cause I think it's important once, you know, when you're in that place of business for 30, 40, 50, 60 years, or however <laughs> long you're working, you forget who you are. You forget some of the things that you used to like, or maybe you like new things. Like I do stained glass, but I only discovered that because I gave myself a break and, you know, tried new things, you know, just try something new, woodwork, anything. So um, the ebook is, it's more of a workbook. So it goes through, it helps you identify all the things you love about yourself, all the things that people come to you for, because sometimes we don't know what we're good at. And then if you realize, oh, this person is always asking me for advice on this, well, maybe they're onto something. Maybe there is something that you haven't thought of, right? Um, and then it goes into actually how you can simply and cheaply plan um, your own getaway. So either a passion project or like because of COVID right now, or an actual mission trip. If you want to do some traveling, what are, you know, it's just, but it's simple. I'm trying to make it easy because I want to debunk the fact that you have to have money, that you have to belong to a church group, that you have to have all this time. It just takes a little bit of time. And it also goes into um, all the benefits that you get for yourself when you do something like that. It's all about giving. And so where can people yeah. get that, uh, that ebook? So right now it's uh being put on my website. It's not quite on there yet. Um, I do have a free guide that I've been giving out. Um, it's called discover your passion. So that's like the beginning part. So there's some other questions there. Um, sort of like a workbook. Cause I think workbooks are really good in, in writing things out and, and thinking things through. So to pick a passion and go, it's going to be um, available on the website soon, but it'll be like a part two, like if somebody wants to um, specialize more in a mission trip type thing okay. or a passion project. So the find your passion, um, it's a free resource to help you um, narrow down all the things that you love, reignite all the things that you forgot. Um, and then the other one, the um, pick a passion and go is very specialized in picking a passion and blending it together and helping other people. And I went on this trip and I didn't speak the same language, but just the emotion, I didn't feel lonely for a second. Like it just, everything was so, I don't know, felt so amazing, you know? So I hope that some of your listeners maybe just think of it as an idea, you know, just be open to the possibilities. And it's so much fun. It really is. And you get to learn about yourself and you get to help everybody. Like I, there's no bad thing about it I don't think <laughs> so that's what I wanted to share with you guys and there's no yeah. special talents you have to have there's nothing it just share a part of yourself give a little bit of time I have a little video my son put it together it's awesome he did such a great job so it's like a two-minute little video of our trip on my website um, if anybody wants to go look at it it's just a fun little video and you get to see kind of what we were doing but and your so website's travellivegive.com yeah. Well, thank you very much, Elliot. No. It's been it's been amazing. You've uh, you've had so many wonderful things to say. That's I don't know. I think I can't wait. I can't wait to <laughs> to do it myself and take more time. But maybe it's a good idea then. Also, what before retirement, 
as you're going through your day, hating what you're doing or looking forward to the day that you're not doing it anymore, write down <laughs> something each day that you think you might want to do. Yes. Or something you want to learn. Yeah. That you'd mm -hmm. rather be doing than what you're doing right now. Yeah. Because I don't know about you guys, but for me right now, I work at a computer all day. And I mean, I have a pretty nice job. I have to say, um, I don't love it because it's not what I want, what I really want to be doing. But as far as jobs go, you know, it's a good job. Um, I'm lucky to have it, but I still, I won't lie. I, I have a window in front of me and I'll look out the window and sometimes I'll daydream and I'll be like, okay, if I could just finish that book that I'm trying to write, if I could just, you know, if I could just go for an hour and a half lunch and meet a friend, like, why do I have to have a half an hour lunch? You know, and it's the little things I feel like so constricted and like in a cage because I can't do the things I want to do at the time that I want to do them. Yeah. That it angers me some days. <laughs> some days I'm really like, oh my God, this younger boss is really like dictating what I'm doing with my life. Like I, there's so many other things I want to do. So yeah, that's a great, great idea, Jackie. Write them down, put them in a, like a jar or something. Because when you have the time, you don't know where to start. You're like, oh, I can't think yeah. of anything. And you that's know? that's what retirement is all about. Having the time to do the things when you want to do them. You might even end up doing the same things as you're doing now. Yes. But it's your choice. And yeah, and the way you do them might be different. It's your yeah. way. Yep. You know, and I just, I don't know. I just, I've. I think what, what better way it would be exciting, fulfilling, you'll feel good. It doesn't have to cost a lot of money, depending on the way you do it. So many reasons to, to go ahead and try it, you know? Well, I think that's a great place to end actually. Thank you very much for uh, joining me today, Nellie. I really enjoyed it. Is there anything else that you would like to uh, tell the listeners before you, before we uh, sign off? Um, there is one thing actually, um, Right now, of course, everybody talks about COVID, but right now there are a lot of people out there, um, no matter what age they are, that are either living alone or um, in a marriage even with a house full of people and are feeling alone. So if, you know, um, I've been seeing a lot of that. I've been seeing a lot of um, stories of kindness lately, but I've also been seeing a lot of um, people that are going through things on their own. So um, if you're somebody who notices um, someone else going through that, or maybe um, having a hard time um, with their mental health or feel just feeling, um, you know, people are stuck at home and, and they can't do things. If you notice that about somebody else, maybe just reach out to them because sometimes people are not able to ask for help. They're not in that frame of mind to say, you know, Hey, I'm lonely. I'm, and, and sometimes we assume that people in a big family don't get lonely because they have all these people around them, but there might be a lot going on in that house. You just don't know. So just be aware of people around you, especially with the pandemic, because um, I think this is really hard for everybody. So just be aware, be aware of your neighbors, be aware of your friends and maybe make some new friends. That's a lovely note <laughs> to let, to end on. I think thanks very much for being with me. Thank you so much. And that's it for this episode of Beyond Retirement. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope you enjoyed it. Are you ready to start rocking your retirement? Head on over to www.beyondretirement.ca forward slash rocking it. 
and sign up to plan out your own roadmap for retirement. Don't wait till it's too late.